0: Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com. The makers of Campbell Soup present the Campbell Playhouse. Orson Welles, producer.
1: Good evening, this is Orson Welles. Our offering for tonight, Theodora Goes Wild, deals with the fascinating subject of a lady who leads a double life. This is, of course, a particularly fascinating subject where the lady is a beautiful, straight-laced, virtuous young woman who is at the same time the author of the most lurid bestseller of the day. Well, when that happens, we arrive at as diverting and heartwarming a piece of entertainment as Theodora goes wild, the Columbia Pictures Corporation success of a few seasons ago, which we're about to present tonight. Miss Loretta Young is our star, the Miss Loretta Young than whom no other Hollywood actress of recent years has made more of an impression upon the susceptible male youth of America as the dream girl whom it would be the supreme delight to take to the college prom, the uh, marriage registry bureau, the folks back on the farm for Thanksgiving dinner, or any of the other thousand places in which it imagines itself with its romantic choice. As usual, the male youth of America is right. Theodora goes wild, starts on its hilarious and romantic way in just a moment. But first, here's something that could have happened the other night. Supper time in the house just down the street from where you live.
2: Good more soup, guys? There's plenty.
3: Mm. I believe I will. Yes. Certainly hits the spot on a cold night. Mm-hmm. I thought you said you had been shopping all day.
2: Why, I have been,
3: yes. A vegetable soup, I mean, Doesn't it take you quite a while to...
2: <laughs> I was just waiting for you to say something about that. This is Campbell's
3: Vegetable Soup. Campbell's, eh? Mm-hmm. Now, it certainly tastes fine, all right. Lots of vegetables in it, too, the way I like it. You know something? What, dear? I've always said you make grand vegetable soup. I still say so. But say, when you can buy as fine a vegetable soup as this, why, there's just no sense of you spending time making it anymore.
0: That's something that's happening daily in countless homes the country over. Because Campbell's way of making vegetable soup is really the good home way, too. They simmer a vigorous beef stock and fill it with a variety of tender-cooked vegetables, 15 of them. Now, isn't that just the tempting, nourishing kind of vegetable soup you want your family to have? Why not have heartwarming plates of Campbell's vegetable soup for supper, say, tomorrow night? And now, Loretta Young and Orson Welles in Theodore Goes Wild.
2: I Mr. Waterbury, the Caroline Adams serial Adam and the oh. bugle is the most indecent thing I've ever read. I'm telling you, Hello. Caroline Adams serial, like I have a new idea and a new editor. Disgusting! It's absolutely disgusting. Please
4: cancel my subscription as soon as the Caroline Adams serial is completed. I, I apologize. Hello, Linfield Bugle. What's that? What's that, Miss Johnson? Okay, Miss Johnson. I apologize. I apologize for breaking my neck to buy the rights to the best-selling novel of the day. I apologize for waking Linfield out of a twenty-year sleep to show how people live and love in the wide awake world. I apologize. What's that? You're giving me fair warning. Miss Rebecca Lynn has called a special meeting of the Ladies Aid Society tonight to take the matter up officially. Hello, Linfield you go one minute, please. What's that, Mrs. Johnson? You bet I'll be there. Yes, madam, I apologize. I apologize. I
2: apologize. I apologize. One moment, ladies. One moment. Ladies. One moment. Quiet, sir. For those of you who haven't read Miss Caroline Adams' masterpiece, let me tell you, it gets even worse. (laughs) Listen, you understand these are not my words. Of course, dear. Dear Caroline Adams, I'm simply reading Reading from page five of Jed Waterbury's linting of Google. I'd better be going home. Mr. Waterbury, you ought to be ashamed. I apologize. I'd better be going home, Pamela said. It's late. Since I smiled, a few minutes before he answered, his eyes devouring her all the while. Home, Pamela? Why, you pretty little... So, <laughs> it's very early. The night's just begun. For friends, us. is ladies. printed, just like all the other words, Miss Rebecca. I know how to read, Mr. Waterbury. Please? I resume, lady. He resume, <laughs> He started slowly toward her. His hips were so deliberately relentless. found herself imprisoned and helpless. Uh, it's just what I can't understand, Rebecca. It said that the door was unlocked. But the man was possessed of brute strength, Mrs. Hoyt yes. The man was possessed oh, of beautiful strength, please. She wanted so much to run out of this strange apartment down into the street that her brain was reeling with drink, as she was robbed of all purpose. He was close to her. He reached out violently, his hands stuck in her arms. She was suddenly pressed tight against him. She fought desperately to break out of his grasp. Let me go, let me go! She reached to feel his breath in her cheek, his lips on her, her. The room suddenly went dark. That's enough, Rebecca. I think he's heard uh, Miss Rebecca, uh, Miss Rebecca, if you don't mind, I haven't been taking the busel lately. I'd like to hear the
4: rest. Don't worry, Miss Wilson. You can get a copy. I printed an extra hundred. I knew there'd be a demand for them after Miss Rebecca got through reading. That'll be enough from you, Mr.
2: Waterbury. The issue... And remember, ladies, that was only the first installment. The issue is closed. It's clear. The issue is closed. It's clear. Is this literary circle going to let filthy vile crash like this come right into our home and corrupt our vile family? We are. There you are. Do we or do we not want this book stop, ladies? All in favor, say aye. 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 Is that plain enough yet, what Yes,
4: that's plain enough, and i got more important things to do than fight the literary circle of Linfield. I'll just cut out printing the thing from now on. That's fine. But aye. I'd better warn all of you. I only got 100 copies of this paper. Come early and avoid the loss. Oh,
2: girl, please. Girl, please. 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 Mrs. Hoysra. Well, now, one thing more. It says here that this book is published by Stevenson & Company in New York. Well, I propose that the literary circle go on record right here and now as condemning Stevenson & Company lock, stock, and barrel. All in favor. Theodora. Uh, yes, Aunt Rebecca? Theodora, you didn't say I. Did not? No. Oh. Do you or do you not condemn this book, Theodora? I. Yeah, that's fine. Ladies, I think I'll draw up a resolution tonight. And when my little niece Theodora goes to New York tomorrow, she can see that the resolution is sent to it, Stevenson and Company. Agreed? Aye. Theodora. Aye, Aunt Rebecca. Aye.
3: Arthur Stevenson, Stevenson and Company, New York. Please be advised that at an extraordinary meeting of the ladies' literary circle of Linfield, it was unanimously agreed that you be informed that in our opinion, the new novel by Caroline Adams, published by you, is a disgrace to American morals and a sin to American youth. Signed. The Linfield Literary Circle. It's magnificent, that's what it is.
2: And it's all your own fault, Mr. Stevens. My fault, Miss Lynn. Oh, well, why did you have to sell the serial rights of my book to the Linfield Guild?
3: Oh, why not? I think that's very funny, Miss Lynn.
2: Uh, Miss Adams.
3: Oh, all right. Miss Adams. And now, would you please stop worrying? The identity of Carolyn Adams will never be known. I'll carry the secret to the grave. That takes care of everything, doesn't it?
2: Everything with my own conscience. Oh, if Linfield ever oh, finds Oh, my
3: dear Miss I... Miss Adams. Don't tell me you care what the Linfield Literary Circle thinks.
2: Well, I can't help it. I'm part of it and everything else in Linfield. Were you raised in a small town by a maiden oh, No. Have you taught Sunday school for ten years? No. Have you played the organ in church since you were 15 years? No. Well, I have. And right now I ask myself, where did Carolyn Adams come from? How did all this start, anyway? Well, you
3: walked in here one day with a very promising manuscript.
2: My first and my last, Mr. Stevenson. Carolyn Adams has written her last book.
3: Goodbye, Mr. Stevenson. Oh, wait a minute, uh... There's something else that's very important. It seems that I tell the truth, I mean, the way it is. Well, frankly, I promised my wife the next time you came in, she could meet you.
2: You what? Oh, I,
3: I simply had to.
2: But you promised? Nobody. You said you'd carry my secret to the grave. Oh, I will. I
3: swear I will. I'll arrange to have my wife buried with me. But I'll I... do any. Good day, Mr.
2: President. I beg you. I implore no, no, you. I I'm sorry. I'm, you. sorry. I'm sorry. I can't. I'd never believe it. But you don't tell me you're
3: like Caroline Adams. Oh, Miss Adam. uh, Adams, I had no idea. I mean, there was... I'm going things... to introduce us, Arthur? Oh, yes, of course, dear. Allow me, Miss Lynn, my, wi- my wife, Miss Adams.
2: Miss Stevens. I- I'll never forgive you for this, Miss Stevens. Oh, you're no, never... never... about Miss Stevenson, I'll forgive you. I
3: swear you, uh, I... you had better close the door, Ethel. Of course. I'll
2: close it. Hello. Uh, uh, who are you?
3: Oh, don't mind me. I, uh... Hello. I said hello. Get out of here, Michael. I just came in. The one thing I can say for Michael Grant, he only shows up where he's not invited. What do you want, Michael? That's a fair, fair question. I'll give you a fair answer. I heard that Caroline Adams you, is here. What I... do you mean you heard? You snooped around and found one out? One way of hearing. Frankly,
1: I felt you ought to meet me, Miss Adams. I'm the man who painted the cover for your book and the... Glorious woman on the poster.
2: Well, I don't know about Glorious, but I know she's very underdressed.
1: Yes, she is. That's where I found her in your book, Miss Adams. She I even had
2: to add some quotes
1: to her. No oh, who
2: apparently pictured it as it's yourself.
1: Yes, you're not the way I pictured you, Miss Adams, yourself. I must oh, say, I'm no. Miss you aren't. No, Michael, I, I. I, I'd always oh, imagined that Miss Adams ought to look like a, uh, well, she ought to look like a woman who's lived.
2: Well, I'd lived.
1: I mean, like in
3: your book. What's the
2: explanation? I, I, I fail to see why I should be dissipated looking just to please you, oh, Mr. Grant. her alone, Michael. Hmm. What did you expect to see? Uh, a, a tattooed woman? Not of exactly course, he didn't have that. No, I never could get a word about you out of Arthur. I'm just sorry. <laughs> un- you know, did you live that scene in which you and Sir Anthony. And Miss oh, really? Anne I have to go, darling. Yes, I do have to go. I've got I several appointments. Well, maybe later in the afternoon. No, I'm sorry. My whole afternoon is taken. Oh, that's all right. We don't have dinner. No, yeah, no, no. Really, I won't be able to. But thank you very much. I have to catch an early train back to. Uh... Uh, back home. Oh, where's that? Well, out, uh, out west. Way out west. Out, uh, well, west. No, oh, Miss Adams, there are trains leading all right way out west. You simply have to meet it. No. Me? no, I won't take no for an No, And I... when
3: Ethel won't take no for an answer... Then afternoon. it's all arranged. right. We'll
2: meet you at... No, really, Miss. Adams. It's Mrs. no use uh, calling
3: in the police, Miss Adams. You won't be able to get out of it, but I promise you, we'll put you on the earliest possible train after dinner.
2: Very well, I... I'll be here. I really will, but I, I've got to go now. Have a nice afternoon. Yes, right. I will indeed. Afternoon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. i will be till 6 o'clock.
3: Goodbye. Darling, you shouldn't have bullied that poor girl to having dinner with us.
2: It was her own idea. Yes, well, And I'll
3: be running along, too. Uh,
2: sorry you can't have
3: dinner
1: with
2: her. Yes, I'm so. Who said I could? I did. Just now. Oh, having dinner with you for so long, Miss Adams. All those other books, Arthur Publishing, uh, On a Donkey Through Brazil. Uh, the semi-totalitarian state—is it inevitable? Or was there really a Francis Bacon? Oh, Oh, care about books like that. But you're not. I'm it. awfully glad you like it, Mrs. Oh, Nancy, I didn't I, like it. I loved it. Well, I'm a uh, woman who has lived. Well, known what it is to spend empty nights, whose heart is be distracted at each relentless. Miss Adams remembers
3: the phrases she wrote out, so you don't have to quote it
2: to her. Uh, tell me something, Miss Adams. Uh, just between us, did you write while we? The things actually were happening? What? Or did you well wait later? Until the veil of memory. Mrs. Yes. Stevenson, you must believe me. her writer doesn't have to experience the things she writes about. Oh, I know, but uh, it's so lovely when she really does. And everybody reading your book is you Oh, it. I wish I'd never written that book, Mrs. Stevenson. I really do. Well, for
3: a book that has sold nearly 200,000 copies and is still going strong, that's quite a wish. Oh, but
2: you, you have to write month. the book, Miss Adams. You had to. Only a woman whose soul is shattered like yours could have written. It. Only a woman's soul to... isn't shattered, Mrs. Stevenson.
3: Oh, how brave you are! <laughs> Take that note of envy out of your voice, Ethel. It isn't decent. How about some cocktails?
2: A martini.
3: How about you, Miss Adams? None, thank you. Oh, Would you
2: rather have some vodka, no. Miss Adams? I'm sure I can arrange. No, thank you,
3: nothing at all. Oh, why not? Well, maybe it's because she doesn't want anything to drink, Ethel. Uh, Waiter, two yes, martinis. Sir. Yes, sir. Will you have anything? Well, we'll order later. Yes.
2: You know, Miss Adams. I didn't know you anywhere just from your description of Pamela. Really? No, it was like a, oh, I'll never forget her first meeting with Spencer. I tell the truth, Miss Adams. That part is completely autobiographical. Mrs. Mrs. Stevens, yes. you mean that... Uh, you think that... that Mrs. Stevens, I assure you every word of that scene was made up. Oh, of, I, course, of course, was was, Miss Adams. But from memory, wasn't it? Is that what everyone thinks? That I'm supposed... Of course. To, of course. Why, when Michael, Oh I know Michael Grant, he was in the office today. Yes, he was. Well, me. he did. You were coming up to see He you had her.
3: two notions about you, Miss Adams. One was the same as Ethel's. Really? Yes. The other was that you were an old maid schoolteacher with a petticoat well, joint. Oh, ah,
2: very yes. interesting. Yes. And isn't since you're not an old, old maid schoolteacher... You, you, know you have to know to Michael to
3: understand. He, he rather passes himself as a man who knows I women. I can
2: get along very well without men who know women. I have so far... Then I'm just in time. Michael!
3: Yes, uh, you've no
1: idea what you've missed, Miss Adams, uh, you have your innermost thoughts straightened out so that you know what you're
3: really thinking. Michael, I thought we had arranged... Be to sure say. of
1: yourself, you know.
3: And know that there's someone who really
1: understands you. I miss... Michael! Adams. Where did I, you
3: come from? Pardon me while I say good evening to the ladies. Good evening, ladies.
1: Where did you come from? You want me to lie to you? No. Well, I've been combing the saloons for you. I must say I had good luck. This is the sixth one I've been in. And uh, here we are, aren't we?
2: Michael, I told you plainly in
1: uh, our office, office. Oh, that! I didn't think I'd hold that little joke against you, did you? Yes, no, cocktails. No, don't, because uh, bring one for me, please. Whatever it is, as long as it's a whiskey sour. Yes, sir. That's all right. Cocktails before dinner is such a lovely custom. Just a minute, waiter. There's only two drinks. Only two. Now let me solve this by process of elimination. Mister Stevenson is drinking. I'm sure of that. Mrs. Stevenson is also drinking. I'm also sure. That leaves. Uh, don't tell me. Let me guess. That leaves Miss Adams. You're not drinking, Miss Adams? That's
2: right. I'm not drinking.
1: You mean you never drink?
2: Did I say I never drink?
1: No, you didn't. I no. apologize. It's all thought. The idea of Miss Carolyn Adams not drinking, a slur Miss Adams. And you do right to resent it. Probably paying off an election debt, Is that it? Miss you Adams not drink. Is that <laughs> what I you mean, I thought Grant? there were two things first in this world. Mm-hmm. That babies eat spinach and that Miss Adams drinks. You've destroyed something very precious in my life, Miss Adams.
2: Very well, Mr. Grant. I'll I'll tell you why I'm not drinking. If, if you're so interested, it's because I... I well, I... I've always thought the cocktails are sort of sticky. Uh, don't you think so? I beg your pardon? Well, I suppose it's a diversion now and then, but not what you call real drinking. Mr. Stevenson,
3: uh, do you suppose I might have a little straight whiskey? A little uh, what? Oh, yes, yes. Of uh, course. Stop gulping, Michael. Waiter. Uh, straight whiskey for the lady. Yes, sir. Miss Adams, uh, Miss Adams, looks like a lovely evening. <laughs> Miss Adams. <laughs> Oh, uh, what's good, dear? Oh, what is it, Arthur?
2: Little Goldilocks me right, right under the table. I'm passing out, Janet. Oh, darling,
3: you mustn't. Be. You've got to put Caroline on the train.
2: Michael will put her on the train. You'd better take her level out of here while she still walk. Please, Arthur. We can mean while they're not looking. Oh, she's sick of everything, darling. Let's go. I'll
5: uh
1: tell you what we'll do, Miss Adams. You, uh, you just stand still, and I'll I'll dance to the left of you, and then I'll dance to the right of oh, you. Oh,
2: that's not fair, Mister Grant. Why oh, don't you stand still, and then I'll dance to the right of you, and then, and then to the left of you? Well, let's you. both do
1: it at the same time.
2: You mean really each stand still and dance while the other stands still? and stand
1: still?
2: Yeah. Oh, that sounds wonderful. I think so. Uh, could we go back to the table now? I the
1: oh, the Stevensons! Don't worry about the Stevensons. They've uh, they've left. And they what? Yes, I, I saw
4: them leave while we weren't looking.
2: How did you know you weren't looking?
4: I looked. Oh, you're, looking,
2: you're looking. Yes, it's about time we were discussing the charity bazaar. Oh, I suppose I was so tired. Couldn't have waited until first. Probably... You've been delayed too long already. Just oh. because you tried to do so much shopping in New York and aren't feeling well today. Finish your tea and you'll feel better. Oh, all right, Auntie, all right. Oh, there's that silly whistling we heard outside of church this morning. Stop fidgeting, Theodora. What's gotten into you? Nothing. Nothing Having at all. you fidgeted all during church, too. If going to New York for one day. It affects you like that. But I... Oh, I wish whoever is doing it would stop that whistling. Well, I'll go to the window and see. You don't have to see. It's the same whistling. It must be the same man that was outside of church. I'll make sure, Auntie. Well, it is, isn't it? Why, um, uh, yeah. Walking by... No, sort of, uh, resting on the game. I'll phone Captain O'Donnell and have that good-for-nothing loafer put in jail where he can put them to his heart's content. Oh, don't bother, Auntie. I'll tell him to go away. Now, don't. I'll do too much with him. Just tell him once, and then I'll call the police. How dare you do this to me? How dare you? How do you do? How do you do? Right smart weather we're having, lady. Right well, you smart. You get away from here and leave this town as fast as you can go. That's the
1: way to talk to a friend? An old oh, drinking please. companion?
2: Please, will you listen to me? My aunt is watching us. As far as she is concerned, I don't know a soul outside of them to And if she suspected what you know about me, she'd have fits. Oh, now, be a nice man, won't you please? Tip your hat politely and then, and then get away from here, will you? Yeah, it? It's marvelous
1: let beat my first guess by a mile.
2: Don't oh, you please go. Fine old homestead you got here, lady,
1: but one oh, of your lawns no. looks seedy, and your lawns do need attendance. No, they
2: don't. You know
1: what you need? It's a gardener. No, don't be a bird. We never had a gardener.
2: We've
1: got one now. Oh,
2: please, won't
1: you listen to me? I, can't I can start right away. Me. Right, no, no, right no, no, this no, no, minute, sir. Sure, uh, simple. And I got him
2: going on. Theodora, did you tell him we'd call the
4: police? I want work, Mum. Work.
2: He said he's a gardener. We're Andy. not interested. Well, you ought to be,
4: Mom. Your garden looks
2: pretty bad to me. We don't care how it looks to you. And don't stand there arguing to the topics they've voice. You just go along about your own business. It's Sunday. Oh, I was just telling him
4: that, Auntie. Sunday? I know what time it is. What day of the week it is.
2: Quiet, you loafer. You got
4: me all wrong, Mom. You got me all wrong. I'm no loafer. I was just telling the little lady here the story of my life. You
2: can't go telling the story of your life in front of our house. You're quite right, Mom. I'll
1: uh, come in. Open the gate for me, Missy. But I don't Missy, want you to. Missy, do- open the gate, Missy Adams.
2: Oh, all right, all right. I could strangle you. Wait a minute. Don't close it yet. Why not?
1: Because my dog goes where I go. In with you, Herman.
2: Okay, Is is this your dog? Yes, yeah, just a half
1: a night. Really a nice character. Uh, you sure. yeah, nice smile and mm-hmm. uh, ready wit.
2: Yeah.
1: We've uh, decided to throw in together.
2: Into mm-hmm.
1: the garden, too? Uh, Just with his front feet. I uh, shall I knock?
2: No, no, it's open. And, by uh, the way, my name is uh, Theodora Lynn.
1: Theodora Lynn, yes. it is, Miss Adam. I hate
2: you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look here, young man, and keep that dog out of here if he so
1: much as growls at he me. He never growls at anybody, do you, huh? Oh. Huh? You see uh, what I said? Come here, uh, Furman. I, uh, said that. Ask. In just
2: one minute, you know, I'm going to call
5: the
1: police.
2: Oh, I wouldn't, Dr. Rebecca. I think... Thank
1: you, see... young... Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, young lady. You see, ma'am, my name is uh, Dewberry. You're just wasting your time, young man. I see. You're refusing work to a man who needs it, who's willing to work, who wants a chance to recover his self-respect. That isn't very charitable-minded, is it? Very
2: ma'am? charitable-minded is the rest, but if you... All say... right,
1: all right. Very well. I'll find work right in this town too, and then I'll have something to say about how people are treated here. Yeah, I was telling your poor, your little niece outside. I'll, I'll have a lot to say about a lot of things that are there said is around, here and, around here. some work around here. Aunt Rebecca,
2: stuff. cleaning up and, and, and sort of setting the gardens. Thank you, here. lady.
1: That's what I call intelligent charity. Thank <laughs> yes, you. Yes,
2: I'll I'll show them to spare <laughs> in the spare room. Thank have you. Thank you, madam. This way, gardener. You just lead the way, young lady. I'll follow you. Did you think you're going to that spare room alone with my niece? Oh, you can come
1: too. If, if uh, you insist.
2: doing?
1: I'm gardening.
2: Mm. Did you have to hitch that dog to the lawnmower? Don't
1: you like it? I thought it was an inspiration.
2: Oh, William, hitch that barking horse at once and stop this nonsense? All right.
1: Uh, Herman. Herman.
2: Doesn't like our idea, Herman. No, I Sorry. certainly don't. You ought to know better than the circus purpose, like you're not fun. Now, look here, you
1: want me to disappoint people who've walked miles to look me over? I well, bet i was. played to an audience of, uh, of a hundred in the last hour. Well,
2: I hope it's your farewell performance. Herman.
1: Let this be a lesson to you. It's a disgrace to have a little fun in Linfield, and don't forget it. Now, right here. Far.
2: I've got some things I want to say to you um, privately.
1: If this was New York, you could uh, come up to my uh, apartment and
2: Well, it isn't New York, so uh, just move over to those rose bushes and start training. do like
5: rose
1: bushes. Now,
2: I'll go along. Keep your eyes on your them. work. There. Now, now, tell me. How did you attract me to Linfield?
1: I have an elaborate espionage organization all set up for people like you. Oh, you mm-hmm. have? yes. Outside of that, I've got a homing instinct, like a pigeon. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you reminded me of a pigeon the first time I saw you. Oh, did I? Yes, now, yes, that's yes. now, wait a minute. I insist on your telling me how you found me.
1: Well, you dropped a few papers out of your purse when we both had that uh, quite difficulty getting out of the cab at the station. Remember? Oh, yes,
2: yes, I, I do remember that. Good. Movie. Then
1: you must remember that I uh, made so bold as to try and kiss you. Look, I am not you...
2: interested in your memoirs. Now that you've had your little laugh, why don't you go away? I
1: like it, and Anyway, I've got a new mission in life. Oh. I'm going to break you out of this jail and give you to the world. The real you, I mean. I'm going to tell everybody I you miss... You wouldn't the be so
2: low as to tell my aunt and Linfield about me. Right?
1: I would, but I won't. You'll do it yourself.
2: Oh, no, never. Uh-huh. Now,
1: uh, tell me, what sort of berries are ripe at this time of year?
2: Berries? Oh, oh, uh, uh the blueberries. Why?
1: That's what you and I are going out to pick tomorrow.
2: Don't be silly. I can't go skipping off into the woods with you. Not
1: skipping. Picking.
2: (laughs) You're a wreck, Mr. Dewberry. A total wreck.
1: I've come to a conclusion. Yes. Berry picking is for the berry pickers. I'm (laughs) through. And outside of that, you're a nasty character. I was
2: wondering when you'd catch on.
1: Are you going to give me some of the berries out of that pail?
2: Well, if you weren't flat on your back, you could dig into the pail yourself, you know. I don't
1: want it. Drop them in my mouth. That's a good job.
2: (laughs) Say, who do you think is going to chew them up for you? Drop
1: them way back. So they just slide down. (laughs) Hey, I tell you.
2: I'm sorry. I'm putting you to the trouble of swallowing.
1: Oh, that's all right. Give the fellow the exercise he
2: needs. (laughs) More. Honestly, you're such a fool.
1: (laughs) I was wondering when you'd catch on.
2: Hmm?
1: Laugh again, will you? I will not. You're ashamed of having laughed, aren't you? Out loud and everything. Dear. dear. What would Lynn feel? Say? Miss, Miss Theodora Lynn laughed, my dear. I
2: swear she did. I heard her myself. Nobody will believe you.
1: You know you're a strange, sad case, my girl. No. Tell me more, Doctor. Start with you're really a nice girl, full of normal desires, but I'll tell you what's happening to them. All right, what? They're being strangled to death.
2: You mean murder? No, suicide. What oh.
1: Linfield doesn't let you feel you write about. Love, laughter, freedom, fun, what you want to experience and can't. Yes,
4: yes, go on, doctor. There's a happy world out yonder, young woman.
1: Break loose. Go on, tell, tell Linfield to... Tell Linfield.
2: Look, I am very happy the way I am. Thank you very much. Oh,
1: no, no, You won't be free, happy, until you do what I tell you. Now, with my help...
2: Now, wait a minute. As a matter of fact, you uh, you could help me.
1: Say the word. What do you want
2: me to do? Get out of Linfield and stay out. Then I'll be very happy and very free. You see, Dr. D. my my real life is right here. Carolyn Adams was in accident. She won't got any more.
3: Too bad, if you ask me.
2: Okay, that's your answer if I ask you. And until then, will you please leave it like this, Doctor? I'll be sure to call you if anything ever does go wrong. You promise? I promise. I promise that nothing ever will go wrong. (laughs)
0: Listening to the Campbell Playhouse presentation of "Theodora Goes Wild," starring Loretta Young and Orson Welles. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. Ernest Chappell, ladies and gentlemen, welcoming you back to the Campbell Playhouse. In just a moment, we shall resume our presentation of Theodora Goes Wild. But first, do you remember, I'm sure many of us do, being sent as a child by mother to the market, and that among the things she ordered was a soup bone for making soup? (laughs) Yes, sirree. You trudged down to a friendly store in the neighborhood, made your wants known, and the soup bone was faithfully brought back and made part of a hearty, old-style, heartwarming soup that mother made so well, and You enjoyed so much. But I'll wager that the boy or girl going to the store for mother nowadays doesn't very often have a soup bone on the list. Instead, the grocery likely tucks into the bag one or more cans with a familiar red and white label that says Campbell's Soup. Mother knows that into the making of Campbell's soups go luscious vegetables and fine selected meats. And these soups are the kind she wants her family to have. And so she buys them and serves them regularly. I'd like to ask if you at your house have turned your soup making Over to Campbell's. I sincerely believe that if you do so, you'll be delighted to see how keenly your family will enjoy these fine suits. And now we resume our Campbell playoffs presentation of Theodora Goes Wild, starring Orson Welles and Loretta Young.
2: an explanation, Theodora. I can't imagine what in the world you were thinking of going traipsing off into the woods with a gardener, a man you never saw before yesterday. Oh, Aunt Rebecca, I admit it was wrong to walk down Main Street like that with him carrying a pail of blueberries and I'm sorry everybody happened to see it. But I honestly can't see that it was all so very sinful. To be seen publicly with this loafer? Really, Theodora? I suppose Linfield has his mind all made up about that. If Linfield hasn't, I have. Theodora, I'm putting my foot down once and for all. He's not a fit companion for you. Now look, Isn't it time I use my own judgment in a matter like this? Very well, then. If you're going to be stubborn about it, his work's about done. You said just a few days. He can be discharged right now. But I don't want him to be. All right. I'll tell him to go at once. It doesn't make any difference to you what I want, does it? It's what you happen to think is good for me. You've been doing that to me since I was three years old, and I'm sick of it. You've bullied and scolded and frightened me, all I'll stand for. You know what you're saying. I certainly do, and I haven't said half of what I'm going to say. To begin with, let me tell you something. Theodora, you're working yourself up over nothing at all. I don't think I am. And listen carefully, Aunt Rebecca, because I'm every word of this. There's no law that can put that gardener off these premises. He is going to stay. I say he's not. not. What I choose to do is none of Linfield's business. This is a free country and I'm over 21. By as far as Linfield is concerned, the whole town can go and... and and, and take a jump on the lake. Theodora! That gardener will stay as long as I want him to and that's forever. Because I love him. Michael. Michael, Michael, where are you, Michael? Michael? Oh, you're free, baby. Step out and be yourself. There are big things ahead, and you'll travel faster alone. I'm leaving in a hurry because it'll be better that way. Good luck. this Carol and Michael. Oh. Oh, Michael. All right.
4: All right. Why does this have to be the only apartment in New York just because I don't rush?
2: Michael? Theodora, what...
1: what brings you...
2: (laughs) I should have let you know I was in the neighborhood by, I suppose, by, by whistling. But you see, Michael, I can't whistle very well. Just listen to this.
1: Look, Theodora...
2: Huh? Oh, maybe we better close the door.
1: I know what you came here about. Do you? Yes. That note. Well, about that note, Theodora... Yes? Writing it was the most difficult thing I ever had to do.
2: Yes? You see, I ran
1: away because... If I had any idea that it, it would become as, as serious as it did, I, I wouldn't ever have, have, uh, have gone to Linfield. I had no right to, to let it become serious. Now, please believe me.
2: I uh, I don't believe you.
1: Well, if you'd let me explain.
2: I'm not stopping you from explaining.
1: Well, I can't just say what I want to say now. Now, some other time. I'm expecting my father. I'm and afraid I...
2: some other time won't do, my Theodora,
1: friend. there's nothing more important in the world to me than you. Nothing. In the. there they are now, Theodora. Oh, Theodora, if you... Theodora, they can't find you here.
2: Who are they, Michael? My
1: father and... and, uh Theodora. Yes? Won't you please go into another room and go
4: sit down someplace? Yes,
2: Michael, I'll sit down someplace. Right here. Oh.
4: Hello, Father? Uh... Hello, Agnes. Hello, Michael. Well, what do you mean by this, Michael? Running out of town, not letting us know about it? Where were you? Well, I, I was uh, out of out of town. Oh, I know
1: that. Where were you? <laughs> it's a funny thing, Father, but... Who's
4: that? <laughs> Who's what? Oh.
1: You mean, uh... Oh. <laughs> yeah, excuse me, there's uh, uh, Miss Lynn from the uh, Stevenson office. She's just, uh... Miss Lynn, She. Brought the material over. I'm going to illustrate as a matter of uh, my father, Miss Lynn.
2: How do you do, Mr. Grant? Uh, Well, I suppose I'll have to introduce myself. I'm Mrs. Grant. Mrs. Grant. Michael. Your mother. Well, not exactly, Miss Lynn. I'm Michael's wife. Oh. Oh. How do you do?
4: Michael. Where did you say you were? In the country sketchy. Well, oh, that's a new name for it. Uh, did you drift back into town accidentally? No. Or did you remember that I'm giving a reception for the governor? I remember the... the yeah, of course I remember. Yes, well, I trust that you'll be good enough to remember also that I expect you and Agnes to be present. Well, he's will... the
2: one that's insisting, Michael. it were up to me. Father... I expect you
1: and with Agnes. Father, this... this pretense of my happy marriage can't go on. I...
4: It's been washed up for five years. Agnes is just as sick of it as I am. That's
2: a lie. I'm sick of it. I
4: thought we agreed there'd be no divorce as long as I hold public office. Now, you gave me your word, and that's the way it's going to be.
2: Nothing can be done with him, Michael. There'll be no buts.
3: You know what's expected of you, Michael. Come on, Agnes. Goodbye, Miss.
2: Goodbye. Goodbye, Michael. Goodbye. I can scarcely wait for the governor's reception. Neither can I. We always have such cheerful meetings. Don't, we?
1: Certainly do. That's all. That is. That's it, huh? all clear now,
2: is it? Well, in a way, Michael. Uh, you know, you know, seeing these paintings of yours gives me an idea. What you need, Michael, is an artist's model. I what? A, an artist model. With the
1: slightest use for a model.
2: Oh, but that's unimportant. You've got one now. Who? Me. What for? Oh, to mow the lawn and do the transplanting <laughs> oh, and pick the berries I and laugh at the... Na- you know. joke. You I know. get
1: it.
2: You see, Michael, you're living in jail... You don't call your soul. Now, you're wait a minute. If you're,
1: if you're pretending there's any similarity between your situation and mine, <laughs> well, what's Theodora... what's
2: the difference? What's to stop you from being free? Well, I'm under an
1: obligation to my father. After oh. all, I haven't any right oh, to... Oh, I
2: see. Michael, you claim to love me, don't you?
1: You know I do. And the, and the very minute I'm free, darling, when Theodora... When precisely
2: is this minute to
1: be... Well, just let father serve out his term as lieutenant governor. Yes? He, he's decided not to run for office again. Yes? Ever, and... and... That means that within two years...
2: Two years? Yes. Two years is exactly two years too long, I'll be Michael. reasonable,
1: Theodora. If I had any way in the if world... If you had
2: any courage, if you had any outlook, why, 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 you wouldn't think of waiting for two years. Oh, Michael, it's pretty clear to me that what you need is a model. Theodora, you're
1: not being fair. Oh,
2: yes, I'm being fair. I- is this the phone to the lobby downstairs? Yes, Michael?
1: that's the phone. Why? Oh,
2: thank you. Hello? What are you doing? Uh, those boxes and things that were left in the lobby, will you send them up to Mr. Grant's apartment, please? Yes, yes, that's right. Thank you.
1: What are you talking? What boxes? What things?
2: Well, my clothes. You don't think I'm going to going to stay here indefinitely without any clothes? Exactly. Do what you? do you think you're going to do? Return a favor, darling. Well, how? By moving in here
4: and breaking a scandal about my ears?
2: Well, you've got to expect a scandal when you've got a model living in your cottage. Hey. Oh no no, no no no! Now let me. I'm sure it's for me. There, I was right. Oh. Bring them right in, young man. Thank you very Listen
1: much. Listen to me. If yes. You're going to stay
2: here. I'm not. Ah, oh, and it's such a nice apartment. You'd be so happy here. I'm leaving you? right now. Oh. Boy, uh, well, will you uh, please take these things into the spare bedroom? Yes, sir. And uh, boy, tell them at the desk. Is there any calls from Miss Caroline Adams? I'll be in Mr. Grant's apartment from now on. <laughs>
3: Miss
2: Lynn. I am not Miss Lynn. I am Miss Adams. And I don't want you to think that this is a friendly call, Mr. Stevenson, because it isn't.
3: I came here to have a fight. But really, Miss Lynn, there isn't Adams. anything
2: that... I am dissatisfied with the treatment I received from my publisher. I mean you, Mr. Stevenson.
3: Why don't I get any publicity around But here? my dear Miss Lynn, Miss Adams, I, I... You may
2: call me Theodora, Mr. Stevenson. Go on, call me Theodora. Theodora. Oh, that sounds very good. Very good indeed. You know the Caroline Adams of Theodora, but who else knows Theodora as Caroline Adams? Nobody. Nobody, that's right. The widest selling author in the country, and who knows anything about me? Who knows that I'm young and modern and... Oh, you're going to say beautiful? Well, come along, will you? Oh, yes, beautiful. Beautiful, thank you very much. Why aren't the facts of my life in Linfield known everywhere? Do you realize what a story that would make? But you said I always thought that... You never thought. I'm beginning to see why the publishing business is so bad. Publishers don't care about increasing the sales of their books. Do not they? No, they don't. I'm going to give you one more chance, Mr. Stevenson. I want publicity, and I want lots of it. I want my picture on every jacket of every book of mine sold. I want the story of Theodore Lynn and Carolyn Adams splattered over every paper and every town in this country. Do you get the general idea, uh, Mr. Stevenson? I think I do. Well, make sure that you do. You know, you don't want to forget. There are lots of other publishers, but there is only one, Carolyn Adams. <laughs> What is it, Henry? Hey,
4: look. Look what's just coming out of the wire. What? Carolyn Adams. The author of that scotching serial isn't Carolyn Adams at all. Well, well, what in the world are you talking about? Well, I uh, that's your wire. It says, uh, Mr. Waterbury, you'll never guess who Carolyn Adams is. Well, for heaven's sake, who is she? Theodora Lynn. What? Yeah. Carolyn Adams is Theodora Lynn? Henry, don't stand with your mouth open and get busy. Just up the type use for use When the war with the player. At 8 Column Streamer, Henry. Lynn daughter is Caroline Adams. Celebrated novelist, our own, see it all in. Henry, is the biggest news, bigger
2: than the World Series. Just oh, a minute, gentlemen, just a minute. You'll all have your interview. Oh, okay,
3: Miss Adams. Yes? What about a little advice to the young people of today? Oh,
2: very well. It, uh, it seems to me that nothing is more important to the modern young girl than this, gentlemen. Be free, express yourself. Take your life in your own hands and mold it. Oh, that's well, yes. Yeah. Yes, that is pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> the world will try to take your freedom away from you, but you'll have to fight for it. It's all you have to live for, dear. Anything else, dear? Have you started a new book, Miss Adams? Well, as a matter of fact, I have one pretty well in mind. Uh, yes.
3: Well, would you care to tell us anything about it? I'd yeah. be
2: delighted. Let me see. It's, it's about a about love that came to a young girl hidden away in a small mountain town. Outwardly, she seems to belong to that narrow, benighted community, but in her heart. She longed to be called baby. Oh, that's very great, very <laughs> great. And then out of that big city, there came to that little hamlet, the man who did call her baby. And from then on, gentlemen, the story warms up. Uh,
3: uh, of course, I haven't worked out the ending yet, but I, I'll guarantee you it'll be interesting at least. Yeah, that wouldn't be the story of your life by any chance, would it, Miss Adams? Well, I shouldn't wonder. And who's well, the man? The man. Well, after all, gentlemen, I'm i am
2: entitled to one secret, don't you think?
3: Yeah, but only one. That's the rule. So, suppose you tell us. Isn't this Michael Grant's apartment? Michael Grant? Yes. Yeah. Michael Grant? Yeah, yeah. Son of Albert W. Grant, lieutenant governor. Oh. Unless I'm mistaken.
2: Oh, indeed you're not mistaken. Yes, this is Mister Grant's apartment.
3: Uh, we can print that, can we? I,
2: I beg your pardon.
3: That you're living in Mister Grant's apartment. Well,
2: gentlemen, since I am, I, I don't know what we can do about it. Though how you ever worm that fact out of me, I'll never know. <laughs>
4: Now don't tell me there isn't anything you can do about it, Michael. You have to do something about it. I can't. If you only understand father, this girl has made up her mind. Yes, she certainly has. Giving your address, your apartment. Call the police and have her thrown out. What your father means I know Is what you? my father means, Agnes, but he
1: Who? forgets that New York will be looking on if I call in the police, and that'll be fine publicity for the governor's reception, Father. Now, you must
4: do it without publicity. It. Okay. The idea of a notorious woman like that, Did you read what she has to say about herself hidden away in a hamlet, her soul, enslaved, a woman leading a double life? It's not triple. We don't need your corrections, Agnes. This isn't any consideration of yours. Why not? Well, it isn't. After all, if
2: she's out to break up our marriage, Mike, so maybe I ought to root for her. I
4: want you to behave yourself, too, I yes. guess.
2: All right. No. But let me say this. No. This woman can do anything she wants to as long as nobody suffers with Michael. Right. But if it gets talked about and i made to look like a foolish, deceived wife, I'll protect myself. Michael's not going to drag me Can't into you anything. you understand
4: I'm not dragging anybody into anything? Oh. Now, you must make this woman stop her practical joke immediately, practical Michael. Do you understand
2: that? Yes, sir.
4: I just don't understand how I'm going to do it. Well, that'll be up to you.
2: You're so clever, Michael. You'll think of something come in oh michael well michael make yourself at home thank you here let me take your hat won't you sit down no i I...
1: won't sit down just come to tell you something Theodora. oh but
2: you mustn't think you have to have a reason for coming michael after all, this is your home as much as mine. You're always welcome. You know that. Stop Why? it,
1: Theodora. Don't you know you're getting yourself the worst possible kind of reputation?
2: Have I really, Michael? Oh, I know I would, but I didn't dare hope this I want June. you to stop I... it. Michael, darling, I can't stop it. Don't you see? I'm just being myself. Whatever happens, just the way I am. I'm free, Michael. I'm free. You to try it sometime, you know. I'd yeah. wring
1: your neck right now. Only that would just make matters worse.
2: Oh. You you do care about me, don't
1: you? Listen to me, Theodora. I came up here to ask you to do me a favor.
2: Ah, oh, that's the second thing you said you came up here about. But to start with, you said you only came up here about one thing. You know you confused me, Michael. Please, well, Theodora,
1: Theodora, please.
2: All right, Michael, Theodora,
1: what is it? Try to be quiet until after the governor's reception, please.
5: Oh.
1: I'll tell you what. Why don't you get out of town until the reception is over? That's all I ask of you. I'll come up to Linfield and and, and talk to you in, in a month. <laughs> only. Get out now! You're making my life miserable. <laughs>
2: Oh, that's a sign of the struggles going on within you, Michael. But you'll be victorious, don't worry. Yes, the light will break suddenly, and then you'll rise up and tell your father what I told Enfield. Oh, you'll be so happy, Michael. You can break your chains if you want to. We all can.
1: Why can't you be a little reasonable, Theodore? I've you?
2: forgotten how, after Lenfield.
1: Is that your final answer? Yes. There's nothing I can...
2: Nothing, Michael, nothing. Goodbye. 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 Don't stay away so long the next time, Michael. I want you to treat this apartment as if it were your very
4: own.
5: Uh, Excuse me,
4: Governor Cameron. Governor Cameron, look this way. Governor Cameron, Mrs. Cameron, uh, can we have a picture of all of you? Why, of course, boys. Uh, Hold it. Hey, we won't bother you anymore, Governor. Do you mind if we hang around and get whatever pictures we can? Why, of course. Thanks. Uh, Governor Cameron, you remember my son, Michael, and his wife? Why, of course. How do you do, Michael? Yeah. How,
2: how do you do, sir?
4: Still painting, Michael? Pity, I'm... he
2: isn't a statesman, isn't it, Governor?
1: Sorry. Haven't I seen your name in the papers recently, Michael, about... Uh, oh, no. I can uh, recall uh, the incident. Uh, I you don't it. mean the story about Terrell and Adams. Oh, that is uh,
2: Theodora Lynn, do you, yeah. you, Governor? Why,
4: I don't really remember. But well, she was a woman I...
2: that was living in Michael's apartment, you know. Well, Governor, you...
4: you She's
2: see, a celebrated I... novelist, uh, Governor. Yes, a she A special novelist. Governor, uh, and a woman with quite a
1: high no, reputation. Understanding, Governor, I, I assure you. You see, I, I never met the lady myself. It, it was, as a matter of fact, my publisher, as it happened, gave the. Uh, the use of my apartment, you know, how the newspapers are, Governor. Sir. Indeed, I do. Yes, you do. I, I yes, hope sir. steps
4: are taken to clear this matter up. They will be. You sir. know, your father. And well, I... uh, <coughs> Michael is is clearing the whole thing up. I'm, up I'm clearing Michael. the
1: whole matter up. Your sir. father and I have been very careful to keep this administration clean, my boy. Oh, I know that, sir. Uh, Agnes, what? darling, dance, I believe. Why,
2: Michael,
1: I, so I get you get dance
2: with
4: your husband. You must dance with me. Ah, uh, yes. Thank you, Governor. See you, Governor.
5: Uh, Governor.
2: Governor, you dance divine.
4: <sighs> thank you, Miss. I I didn't quite get your
1: name. Adam. Oh, yes, Adam. <laughs> well, you're a splendid dancer, too, Miss Adams. Oh,
2: thank you, Governor.
4: <laughs> Michael. Michael, tell me quickly. Yes? Is that that woman here yes. Governor? no Sarah? question about it, Father. Can't you see? Oh, this is...
1: In five minutes everybody in the house will know who she is. They got a picture of her a minute ago with the governor. All right, I'll
3: take care of that. Now, hurry. See to it that she gets out of this house, Michael. Take her out into the garden on the terrace anyway I'll and keep her, her there out. for the rest oh, of the evening. I... There you are, Grant. I party. And I just had the most fascinating dance. Uh, let me present Miss... Miss Miss um... uh, Adams. Oh, yes, Miss Adams. Miss <laughs> Grant and Michael Grant. How do uh, you do? How do you do? How do you
2: well, oh, Adams, So nice, Miss Adams. Isn't it the most delightful party? You know, I don't know when I've enjoyed myself so much, and the governor dances to
4: find me. <laughs> uh, You'd be a charming lady to dance with, and
2: I'm young again. Oh, yes, you. that's what Michael always says, isn't yes, it, Michael? Yes, it's uh, what I always say. Ah, there's
1: the music again. Uh, may I have the pleasure of this dance, Miss Adams? I could use the power of my office to keep Miss Adams for myself. But you should be served occasionally, I suppose. Uh, uh, you're a fun, I relinquish Miss Adams to you, Michael, with regret. Uh, thank you, Governor.
5: I'll... See you.
2: You're not keeping time with me. Very well, Mr. Grant. Uh, would it help you if I whistled?
1: The only thing that would help would be if the floor <laughs> would open up and swallow us both. Or, anyway, you. How did you get in here?
2: Oh, you're not there, funny? I said to myself, i oh, bet the first thing Michael asked me is, How did I get in here? How did you, you get it? in here? Darling, don't hold me so tight. This is hardly the How did you get in here? Well, you don't have to get in the Stevenson's had an invitation, and and they decided not to come. I want to to talk to you. Come on out here in the balcony. Hey! Hey, darling, my arm! You're opening the
1: Now then, you're obviously at this party to start something. What are you going to do? Do? Don't try to fool me. Everywhere you are these days, something happens. Why,
5: Michael... Listen to me,
1: Theodora. If you try to start anything here tonight, I'll... I'll spend the rest of my life... Persecuting you, and that goes if you're not out of this house in fifteen minutes.
2: Oh, you couldn't really persecute me, could you, Michael? Yes, I
1: could. Well, maybe not, but I'd hire somebody. Oh, and you've got to get out of my apartment and out of New York inside of two days. Is
2: that clear? Do you mean that,
1: Michael? I mean every word of it.
2: I'm I'm to go back to Linfield. Linfield. And and just wait. And wait.
1: Oh,
2: is this really goodbye?
1: Only for now. You do as I ask you to do, Theo. You're
2: bribing me, I'm, Michael. I'm not
1: bribing you. I'm just trying to make something...
2: All right, all right, Michael. I'll go. I'll go back home. But I, uh... I would like something to remember you, by.
1: Have anything? Sure, anything. Well, could I... Could I have a kiss, Michael? Not here. I see you off. I'll, on the train.
4: I'll kiss you Supposing down. Supposing you
2: don't come to the train? I'll, Supposing you're afraid I'll, of I'll
4: come to the train and kiss you on the train. But I can't take that chance. Theodora.
2: Michael. Hold it. I'm surprised with the rest. Adams. All the no moving. I told you, boys. You just wait long enough. Theodora. You, you mean you arranged all this? Well, aren't you flattered, Michael?
5: <laughs> you little
4: Double cross on it. For those <laughs> photographers, I'll break their necks. If they print that picture,
2: I'll skin them alive. Why, I'll crack Michael, them you know you can't catch them. What else? As you for you, you, if I ever said I loved you, Theodora. As if you ever said you loved me, what?
4: Why, well, I beg your pardon. Oh, Governor. Hello, Governor. Uh, Why, what's Governor? going on here?
2: Can't you see, Governor? It's my husband and Miss Adams with uh, their arms around each other. Huh. Michael, you really distinguished yourself this time.
4: What is it, Henry? Say, look at this on the wire here, here, Mister Waterbury. Well, This is Michael Grant, sued for divorce. Grant's Carolyn Adams is love Yep. Henry, my boy, the moment has come. I want nothing but ready on the front page this afternoon. Nothing but ready. You understand? Oh, I wish we hadn't used that big type last time. Yes, Miss Land, Miss Yeah, what is it now, Miss Rebecca? It's this headline in your paper. Well, we've got to print headlines in the paper. The paper looks look silly without her.
2: That's right, Miss Wendt. Very funny, Mr. Walterberry. Very <laughs> funny. Yeah. Theodora, arriving Saturday. Well, she is
4: arriving Saturday, isn't she? Yes, yeah, she certainly
2: is, Mr. Well, Walter. most illustrious citizen of Linfield, who are on her hometown. She
4: is our most illustrious citizen, isn't she? She sure is. All of Linfields to welcome its own its celebrity.
2: Theodora's... Tells Stills everything
4: in a few words, don't it? That's what a headline ought to be. Let me let tell you, Mister Becker. Very few editors. Let me tell you, Mister Waterbury. I won't have it. Won't have what?
2: This uh, this civic reception you're planning for my niece. I'll see to it that nobody in this town participates in your disgraceful plan. And if you think Mr. Mr. Waterbury... Becker, let me tell
4: you something. You may be able to ruin me in my paper, but it's all right with me if you do. If there's nobody else down at the station Saturday, there'll be Henry and me. And if I have to get my paper out on Monday for the last time, Mister Becker, I give you a fair warning. You'll be in the headlines. You'll be the headline. <laughs> Not yet. Another 30 seconds maybe. Well, okay, but our arms are getting awful tired. Yes, sir, now. I'll tell you, when. Now? Now? Now! have to
5: Frank, here, Dora. Thanks. What is this, kid? I I don't understand. Theodora, I mean, Miss Lynn. Yes?
4: I want to welcome you on behalf of the people of Linfield. You've shown that by being yourself, by not concealing anything that you do, because you know that what you're doing is right, there's no reason why anybody... That's enough out of you, Jed Waterbury. What are you doing here, Miss
2: Rebecca? Welcoming my niece home. You know anybody who has a better right. But, but I... Just I... because you didn't see me doesn't mean I wasn't here. That's what telegraph poles are for, Mr. Waterbury, to hide behind from people like you... And another thing, I never did hear a brass band play as bad as yours here just now. I guess I've got to do the band leading too here in Linfield. <laughs> Let's see you play as if you meant it. Okay. Blow hard, all of you, like it was your last blow. Are okay. you ready? One, two,
5: three, <laughs>
2: Sorry, Aunt Rebecca. I haven't left out a single thing, and, and the only reason I didn't tell oh, you... it was my are... fault. You've you got a notion I was trying to make you do what I wanted you to do. Well, I I guess I was. Oh. Only if I'd known you was as capable of handling things by yourself as you are. You, you know, Theodora, yes. I... I got a confession to make to you. Well, what is it, Aunt Rebecca? Well, I've always been telling you to behave like all the Lynns there ever was before you. Yes. I forgot to tell you, there's been wild Lynns as well as quiet ones. Ah, you're going <laughs> wild like that? No surprise to me. I um, I can remember when I was your age. There was uh, a young fellow over in Springfield. Yes. Oh, oh no, no. I, I guess I better not. Oh, go on, Aunt Rebecca. Oh, no, no, go on. another time. Uh, right now, I, I tell you what. You probably the tool shed And get me, um, uh, get me my garden scissors. Those uh, bushes need pruning. Oh, but Aunt Rebecca, surely they can wait till tomorrow. Uh-huh. Oh, no. go out on, there. Go on, Tool shed and
1: get me uh get me my garden scissors. Yes, Aunt Rebecca. Hello, Theodora. Michael. I wanted to come to the station, but Aunt Rebecca.
2: Oh, I'm glad you didn't. Oh, it's so much nicer here. Just the two of us, Michael. (laughs) I beg your pardon, Herman. I meant just the
5: three
0: of us. You have been listening to the Campbell Playhouse presentation of Theodore Goes Wild, starring Loretta Young and Orson Welles. Mr. Welles will be back with us in just a moment. But right now, if I may, a brief reminder. When you enjoy Campbell's vegetable soup at your table, you are eating vegetable soup every bit as fine as any that ever came out of a home soup kettle. That's because it's made in the old-fashioned old-home way. It's 15 different garden vegetables and its invigorating beef stock give it the stoutness and substance,
3: the really hearty
0: eating that you want in a soup at this time of year. No wonder, indeed, that families everywhere look upon Campbell's vegetable soup as, well, as almost a meal in itself. Now, wouldn't piping hot plates of vegetable soup as Campbell's make it taste really good at supper tomorrow night? And now, here is Orson Welles.
1: Ladies and gentlemen,
0: it gives me great pleasure to present
1: tonight's guest star. Not only is she one of Hollywood's best-known actresses, but she is by common consent one of the best-liked members of the movie colony. Ladies and gentlemen, Ms. Loretta Young.
2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you, Mr. Welles. I'm, uh, I'm particularly happy to be here tonight because... I really think I'm what could be called a Campbell's Playhouse veteran. I was on the very second Campbell Playhouse broadcast in private India with Ronald Coleman back in oh October nineteen thirty-four. I was
1: going to bring that up. Our records show that you've only appeared with us five times, including tonight. Since then, and that's not nearly enough.
2: Oh, thank you.
1: I want you to promise you'll be back with us again very soon.
2: I'll be glad to appear again here, Austin.
1: While we're about it, I feel I must warn you, Loretta, about tonight's broadcast.
2: Warn me about what?
1: Well, you know what? You're going to be suspect from now on, don't you? Let an anonymous novel appear anywhere. Let any author use an arm to and we'll all be convinced you're the author.
2: <laughs> well, that's a marvelous idea. And it'll make a good plot for a picture or a broadcast. Oh, why don't we do it and call it um, Theodora, goes on.
1: Great. And I could play a young artist called Michael and go to okay. Linfield and pick up a dog called Herman.
2: <laughs> you've got the idea. I'm ready right. any time you are. <laughs> well, it's a deal. As soon as I finish with my next picture. That then.
1: wouldn't be a Columbia Pictures Corporation <laughs> picture, would it?
2: Yes. It would be awesome, and thank you very
1: much. Don't mention it. Thank you. Loretta Young. And good night.
2: Good night. Miss Young, of
1: course, ladies and gentlemen, was Theodora. Jed Waterbury was Ray Collins. Mr. Grant Sr. was Everett Sloan. Mrs. Michael Grant was Georgia Bacchus. Mary Taylor was Mrs. Stevenson. And Rebecca was Clara Blandick. Frank Reddick Martha Stevenson. And Michael Grant was your obedient servant. Now it's the next week. Next Sunday night, ladies and gentlemen, our offering will be The Citadel by A.J. Cronin, a human story of the struggle of a young doctor and his wife to see and hold their way clear against the complexities of modern life in its profession. And as Christine, the clear-eyed wife, who manages to remain true at all times, not only to her own self, but to her husband's true self as well, we regard ourselves as extremely fortunate in being able to present an actress who has been universally acclaimed as the outstanding motion picture discovery of last year. With unanimous critical acclaim for a performance in Wuthering Heights and Dark Victory. One of the brightest of the new stars in the Hollywood firmament, Miss Geraldine Fitzgerald. And so until next Sunday night in the Citadel, my sponsors, the makers of Campbell Soups and all of us here in the Campbell Playhouse remain as always obediently yours. <laughs>
0: makers of Campbell Soups join Orson Welles in inviting you to be with us in the Campbell Playhouse again next Sunday evening when we present A.J. Cronin's The Citadel with Miss Geraldine Fitzgerald as our guest star. Meanwhile, if you've enjoyed tonight's presentation, won't you tell your grocer so tomorrow when you order Campbell's Vegetable Soup? This is Ernest Chappell saying thank you and good night. <laughs>